0: Welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from No Diet Babe. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and weight loss expert. If you are a spiritual babe wanting to up-level your life around your body, health, wellness, spirituality, law of attraction and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to give you the tools, teachings and strategies to manifest the body and life of your dreams. As spiritual babes, we know to focus on love as opposed to fear. So get ready to learn how to implement spiritual teachings to weight loss, wellness, and your daily life coming from a place of love and abundance. This is a celebration of how we can shift our inner perception of ourselves and watch our outer selves shift. You can become the best version of yourself and I'm here to help. Hey, babes. Welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from NoDietBabe.com. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the saying, just eat less and move more. Does it work? So you've probably heard the phrase around weight loss, just eat less and move more. And I want to discuss this in more depth just in case it tends to confuse you also because um, yeah, there's so many concepts that it's like just um, cut out carbs or cut, or make sure you eat healthy, um, or it's just like, no, no, it's calories in, calories out. Just eat less and move more. And I want to discuss these topics in more depth with you just to help you hopefully, help you gain a little bit more of an understanding of what I learned that enabled me to go from really struggling with my weight, feeling like. I used to feel like I had to diet even just to maintain my weight. So I felt this pressure to hold back around food, even to avoid gaining weight. And that was really, really stressful for me um, because anytime I lacked discipline, also that's what I, how I perceived it. Um, or I ate off track, I would gain weight really easily. And it was really stressful for me because I s- felt really self conscious about my weight fluctuations. And um, I was really sick of that. And yes, like I would lose weight and then I would balloon back up. So I would gain weight so, so easily. And it felt like I could gain like 15 pounds in a matter of weeks. And it was really stressful because I would try so, so hard and I was working out regularly and I was eating super healthy, but I just couldn't end this battle of weight fluctuations and feeling like I constantly had to watch what I was eating. And it was coming from this place of forcing myself. It felt very icky. It felt like um, I was holding myself back and that felt exhausting. Like I literally felt exhausted all the time because of how hard it felt to control my weight. Um, Fast forwarding beyond my work with um, like the psychology of eating and just learning more about the relationship between your beliefs and how that impacts your perception and your weight and your food um, behaviors. I came to realize that there was a better way to do it, and thankfully, I healed my relationship to food, and I was able to lose 30 pounds, and I have kept it off for about eight years now, but the best part isn't the weight loss, although that was a great side effect. The best part is not feeling those feelings of having to force myself um, to... Eat a certain way. It feels like intuitive eating. Feels very um, like loving and respecting of your body. It's a connection to your body. It feels easy. It just feels. Um, It feels super easy because it's like when you learn to listen to your body and that can take time for somebody who um, has only been listening to their mind and dieting. Um, But once you start to listen to your body and it becomes like an automatic thing where you just listen to your body, it's so freeing because you can literally just get on with your life and you're not consumed with thoughts about um, holding back food, eating, um, what you're going to eat. For majority of my clients and majority of people I've spoken to, that's their biggest stress feeling. It's like, I feel exhausted. Like I just want all of this to be over. I just want more freedom around food. And then as we dig deeper, it's like, what they actually want is not freedom around food in the sense that, like, for the rest of your life, you have to make food decisions, right? People perceive food decisions to be so stressful when they're trying to lose weight, and that's what makes it hard for them, and that's what makes them feel exhausted because they're trying to force themselves rather than realizing. Okay, I'm forcing myself because there's underlying issues around my beliefs that cause my decisions around food to be stressful. Okay, so when we're talking about obsession, you know, you have an obsession around food and dieting, you know, dieting obsession, weight obsession, um, obsession like behavior can cause a lot of stress and anxiety okay, and feelings of frustration or um, feelings of discontent and um, depressive-like states like um, sadness and feelings of unworthiness, right? These are all um, typical obsessive-like feelings that people might experience when they're trying really hard to lose weight and they're not succeeding or they're hyper- hyper aware of like their body image, like lots of body checking type behavior that um, triggers the existing toxic shame that they have around their body image. Okay. And these aren't just these are, these are very common situations that I've seen throughout my life, like for the last 15 years, just in the general public, because the dieting industry and the dieting culture has really created lots of these unhealthy relationships to food and unhealthy relationships to our bodies. So like growing up as well, when we look at lots of television shows that we were watching, there were you know, I've seen episodes of friends where they're just talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, she better not get fat after they get married or blah, blah, blah. Like there was so much focus on um, bodies and, and shaming if people get fat and things like that. So of course, people have developed these subconscious um, feelings, subconscious beliefs that make them fear gaining weight, and that that is part of the problem is when there's so much association between self worth and weight. And interestingly enough, in my experience, like my own journey, the more I the more I strengthened this part of me that was like there's more to life than the way I look and there's more to life than my weight, The act- it actually became easier to gain weight. I mean, lose weight, sorry. It became easier to lose weight because from a manifestation perspective, now I understand why that happens because it's like that saying of like holding on loosely. I think that's like an Amanda Francis term, but like um, it's like not being so attached to the outcome can... Um, help you manifest what you want because being so attached like i need this in order to feel better like when you need weight loss in order to feel better when you're so attached to the outcome that can actually make it harder to reach your outcome from that manifestation point of view so i think that um healing my um body image in a way or like healing my shame around my body helped me lose weight. Um, So I do talk about that a lot in my course Emerge. In my course Emerge, um, I help um, students learn more about overcoming these typical emotions and just from a manifestation point of view, which emotions that you need a shift to help you manifest weight loss. Okay, so back to the topic. Okay, so is it just eat less and move more? Like, does that does that even work? I have lots to say about this. So, um, I've I've mentioned this before about weight loss being about a calorie deficit, and that's pretty. That's pretty standard stuff, but the perspective and the perception of what it means to eat in a calorie deficit, and like it's just like, okay, so you just need to move more and you just need to eat less. I think even just trying to simplify weight loss a lot of the time is where people get confused because you can't sum up weight loss for everyone you can't just say hey everybody this is how you're going to lose weight it's such a multifaceted thing that's not just a physiological process we're not robots where it's like okay step 1 do this step 2 do that like we're psychological beings like we're so emotional beings and our emotions really play a huge role into our actions so when we're looking at behavior and you're wanting to change your habits okay so let's go by this saying just eat less and move more okay so let's just say if that was true if that if you're like yes okay i need to eat less and move more if that's you're like let's do that and then you're like okay so in order to eat less and in order to move more i need to change my behaviors cuz i'm currently Eating large portions and I need to cut back. That's okay. So, what are you trying to do there? You're trying to change behavior, and it also is going to take you changing your appetite because if you're used to eating a certain amount of food and now you're like, I've got to make, have smaller portions, which is going to lead me to eat in a calorie deficit, then you're going to have your if you're not changing your appetite like psychologically speaking you're you're gonna feel um, deprived. you're gonna feel deprived if you don't know how to hack that that aspect of changing your appetite and that's why I'm such a firm believer in the emotional route of losing weight because in my experience even though yes I went from binge eater to like I would call it like portion control queen and that's what helped me lose weight. Um it's really just understanding you don't have to be identifying as an emotional eater or a binge eater in order for this work to help you lose weight because either way it like changing the way your appetite fun, like the way you perceive your appetite or your, your actual appetite is going to be a huge predictor of long-term successful weight loss maintenance and i literally have a study up in front of me um of it's from 2017 predictors of successful long-term weight loss manifest um, maintenance i keep saying in my head wants the same manifestation predictors of successful long-term weight loss maintenance a two-year follow-up and um the people in the study completed um, cognitive behavioral t- treatment for weight loss. So cognitive behavioral stuff is is what I teach in a lot of my courses. So what cognitive behavioral techniques are is really looking at your, the thoughts and emotions behind your behavior. So it's literally what I teach <laughs> is this. Um, and the study showed that the people that underwent that cognitive behavioral techniques for weight loss were more successful in keeping the weight off. Um, so it the results suggested that um, lower left lower levels of disinhibition and food addiction at the end of weight loss intervention predicted successful weight loss maintenance. So. What does that mean? Like, successful weight loss maintenance is all about the long term, um, how you your relationship to food, your long term relationship to food is the biggest predictor of successful weight loss. And I agree, like, that's why I keep saying that doing this, like, cognitive behavioral techniques are just okay, this is your behavior. Let's look at the cognitive processes behind the behaviors. That's what I teach in my course Emerge and in my academy, which you can get as part of a bundle that's on sale at the moment. And that's what I keep saying is like, it doesn't matter who you are and whether or not you are like overeating or whatever, like whatever you think. You're like, I'm not a binge eater, I'm not an emotional eater. And I'm like, I don't care. Uh, if you're a human being, you um, are looking at weight loss behaviors, behaviors that help weight loss maintenance. And the best way to change your behaviors is to know the cognition behind the behaviors, (laughs) AKA change your subconscious, you change the behavior. Yeah. But not just behavior, like it changes your appetite because like food addiction or like even if it's not food addiction, but it's like your perception and your um, relationship to food affects your appetite. And another study that's interesting, um, that looked at, um, it says here, Rodriguez 2008, a study done showed that a decreased perception of how much um, people have eaten. So it's saying that your brain can literally alter your perception of how much you've eaten. So like, especially after weight loss. So after a period of weight loss, um, weight induced subjects, sorry, weight reduced subjects. So people who had lost weight reported increased food cravings. Um, and a decreased perception of how much food they have actually eaten, and an increased preference for calorie-dense foods. So let's look at this. So when you lose weight, you're likely to have increased food cravings. When you lose weight, you're likely to have a decreased perception of how much food you've actually eaten, meaning food that used to make you feel satisfied, you need more of it in order to feel satisfied. So you'll think you're eating the same amount of food, but you're eating more. So this this um, is a great explanation as to why people will say, but I haven't changed my eating and I've gained weight. And this study shows, well, you're likely to, yes, you're likely that you did change your eating, but you were unaware of it because the brain is able to alter your perception and, um, and an increased preference for calorie dense foods. Okay. So all of this, because I really understand how the brain works in when you change your relationship to food, you can use the work that I teach in Emerge, which is what I've done, to help these perceptions and help these things that stop you from being able to keep the weight off. That's literally what I've done. That's why I keep weight off so easily now. And I'm not afraid of weight gain. Like I trust my body. Um, because I understand the relationship between your beliefs and your behaviors, right? And your appetite. And so that's why this stuff is so important. So it's like, okay, you can say, okay, in order to lose weight, you've got to be in a calorie deficit, but it's like there's psychological factors involved. And I've seen another study that another predictor of um, long-term weight loss maintenance was people's emotional um, intelligence. So I'll I'll read it out here. Another predictor of successful weight loss maintenance was lower level of dietary disinhibition which is the measure of periodic loss of control of eating. Participants who had fewer problems with disinhibition were 60% more likely to maintain their weight over one year. Similar findings were found for depression with lower levels of depression relating to greater odds of success. These findings point to the importance of both emotional regulation skills and control over eating in long-term successful weight loss. Okay, so in order to have long-term successful weight loss, you have to have control over your eating. And I don't want you to have control over your eating from the place that I used to try to do it, which was... Um, forcing myself and like having this perception that if only I have enough discipline to force myself, I'll keep myself at a lower lower weight. And that was exhausting. That was really hard. And I don't recommend that approach, which is why I have my courses. It's why I do this work, because I learned so much and I can help people um, achieve weight loss and keeping it off in a much easier way because it doesn't have to be about force when you understand the relationship between your emotions and your appetite and behaviors, right? And that all changes. That all changes when you change your emotions. So, um, Yeah, so it's really important to understand when you're like, do I just eat less and move more? It's like, okay, so here's another factor. It's like um, another predictor of weight loss. Let's have a look at um, this study. Okay, so this other study was just called Predictors of Long-Term Weight Maintenance from 2005. And it says here that... um, The best predictors for weight maintenance are for weight loss were an increase in dietary restraint during weight loss. Um, so it just talks about um, like if you, yeah like your body composition, um, if you have a better body composition. So I'm pretty sure it's saying like higher fat-free mass, so muscle mass, increase of muscle mass can um favor you keeping the weight off, um, which is, you know, I would say that that's pretty obvious to me that, you know, if you have decent muscle mass, it's easier to keep weight off. Personally, I would believe that. Um, And a low frequency of dieting, which is interesting. So, and this is the thing, and this is what I this is what I used to struggle with, um, because I was chronically dieting, even if I wasn't like following a meal plan, I was always like mentally restricting. I was mentally restricting, and I was trying to restrict all the time, and. I'll get to, I'll actually get to the mental restriction part in a minute, but like, let's say when you are a frequent dieter, your body does adapt to dieting and it does make that harder long-term to, um, the more frequent you're dieting, the harder it becomes over time to lose weight. And my experience of that was, um, just being more sensible with the calorie deficit. So I used to be ruthless with calorie deficits, and most people are because they're unaware of um, the fact that some like healthy foods that you eat, you they're high how do I say this? Like high, you can eat high volumes of certain foods and still be low calories, like vegetables and stuff like that, right? So if you are are unaware of, um, of energy requirements and all of that stuff, you might unknowingly put yourself in a huge calorie deficit because you're just trying to eat healthy and that messes with you um, less so, psych- like physiologically. Like, yes, there are physiological processes that that cause your metabolism to adapt to like a lower um, rate, but that can be temporary. Like, you can recover that. That's possible. Um, like with with reverse dieting and stuff like that. But the psychological impacts of mental restriction is where. I felt like things were fucked up for me. That's where I had to really heal my relationship to food from frequent dieting um, because that mental restriction can lead to gaining weight just alone um, because you really mess up your ability to feel satisfied around food, which really does affect your hormones and just your behavior overall, like I was talking about before, that whole disinhibition that the studies were talking about becomes really hard when you are frequently dieting or even just the mental restriction. So when you're not dieting, but you're mentally, you're programmed mentally I need to eat less, I need to eat less, I need to eat less, I need to move more, I need to eat less, I need to move more. When that's programmed into you and it feels like a restriction thing, that for your nervous system, that can trigger you to feel deprived or like it can trigger anxiety that's quite subliminal. So it's below the level of your conscious awareness and the mental programming of just eat less, might cause you to want to eat more. That's what used to happen to me. So I had to reprogram all that and um, I couldn't successfully keep weight off until I changed my relationship to um, food and, and dieting and how I was perceiving it because the just the very words calorie deficit or eat less and move more would trigger panic in me. And that's what I've coined the term dieting trauma um, because of those experiences and because of what I see in people who um, have dieted or like mentally restricted themselves um, a lot. They have this dieting trauma because of the messages like, Eat less, move more, and it's like okay, but some of the people who um, just eat less and move more have already been on many many diets, and um, the just the thought of eating less and moving more sends panic into their bodies, sends deprivation and and feelings of frustration and shame, and that's what we need to look at because like looking at like co- like the cognitive behavioral um aspect of keeping weight off like that's such a huge part of whether or not people keep weight off so what what i what annoys me the most about the weight loss industry is that everybody's so focused on the nutritional aspect of weight loss but we're not focusing enough on behavior and how beh- behavior and the like the cognitive aspect of um, keeping weight off is the most important determinant for long term weight loss maintenance. And it's nutritional knowledge is not the main factor that determines whether or not a person will keep the weight off. It's not. Um, so it's part of it. Like having nutritional knowledge is part of it. I'm not arguing that fact. And, um, that's just the case with anything, like there's going to be action involved in whatever you're trying to manifest. Um, you're not just going to sit there and not do anything. However, your perception and your emotions and your thoughts play such a huge role in your weight. And that's really what I am here to help people with because it's, to me, without that foundation, without... Um, doing that work you're just not going to experience um the reality that you want around food and your weight um because I don't want people to experience having to force themselves and it being all about discipline, but from this energy of obsession and shame and anxiety and frustration and, and all of those feelings. Like, I want it to feel easy. I want people to be, become intuitive eaters and um, trust themselves and respect their bodies and love, do the inner child healing work that leads them to. Um, have control over eating because I do believe that control comes from self sabotage, is, is a very much a inner child thing, right? The parts of you that I mean, self sabotage is self protection, actually. So if you sabotage weight loss, you're just their subconscious reasoning that you're doing that. There's a good reason. And so trying to force yourself through discipline is only going to make you be feel more exhausted. And I've experienced that for over 10 years in my life. And I wish I knew this stuff sooner. And so that's why I'm here to help you guys learn this stuff so you can experience intuitive eating and just experience you know, feeling ease around maintaining your desired weight. So, to sum it up, really, it's there's so much more to long term weight loss and weight maintenance than just nutritional advice or nutritional knowledge. It's very, very much psychological based and appetite and you know, feeding behaviors are largely psychological. Um, Your subconscious mind and your emotions do really influence your appetite and feeding behaviors. So that's really important to understand that relationship if you're wanting to lose weight and just really just have like ease with your relationship to food. And so keep in mind that the words, when you're using words such as calorie deficit or just eat less, when that's triggering a response in within you, um, that's what I call dieting trauma. And that, you wanna work on that before you try and just take action towards weight loss because um, without paying attention to how you feel emotionally when you hear certain things, you're not going to understand why you can't control yourself or you lack discipline around food Um, because it's definitely not just as simple as, okay, guys, like everybody just eat less and move more because it really depends on that individual's relationship to food and how many diets they've been on and what do they even, are they (laughs) even eating in a sensible way? Like I used to just eat. Crazy! Like I used to do crazy fad diets that were way too low in calories, and I was like in way too much of a calorie deficit. And no wonder it messed me up psychologically with my relationship to food. And a lot of um, ways in which I was promoted healthy lifestyle was actually um, just eating way too little. Like as in not okay. So eat okay so. I needed to say this as well. Just eat less. It's like less of what? Cause it's like you can eat more volume of food if you're still within a calorie deficit. So it's like, what do you mean just eat less? Like what food are you eating? <laughs> it's just you can't just sum it up, but yes, like it does help to simplify it sometimes in your head. Like I definitely tried to find ways of simplifying it in my own subconscious. But that's if you're like consciously aware of your patterns and you're doing that cognitive work, um, cognitive and and emotional work, um, then you can go, okay, I need to simplify this. And then that's where I think that whole just eat less and move more saying can come because people, you know, they're there's, it's well-meanings so like, let, all right, let's stop making this hard. Like, let's simplify this. And there is a a place for that. However, um, when you're really frustrated and you know you you're like eating less, like, oh my god, that makes me feel like eating everything in sight because it makes me feel so deprived, then it's like, okay, that's what I used to be like. And it was like, okay, that wasn't gonna help me. That saying wasn't gonna help me. Even words like calorie deficit would trigger me back then. And it was not that I needed to avoid those words in the end, like I had to heal my relationship to food. And then now I can use those words and they don't trigger me anymore. So triggers are great information. On what you need to work on around your dieting trauma. Um, but keep in mind to meet yourself where you are. Healing your relationship to food can take several years. So you need to, you know, give yourself grace throughout that process and meet yourself where you are, have incredible compassion for yourself. And, um, stay curious of your journey rather than, um, you know, operating from a place of shame and shutting down. I mean, because you're expecting yourself to do everything in a matter of weeks or months. Um, this work took me time. Um, okay. So that's pretty much it for today. I hope this, uh, episode was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. If, if you found it helpful, um, send me a DM, at no diet babe on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And also make sure to check out my bundle that I have on at the moment where you get my course emerge and you get my weight loss affirmations and prayer meditations and subliminals. It's like a package with the 13 most common weight loss blocks, which is so, so helpful to have. And also, You know, shifting your emotions and energy to manifest weight loss. That's my course, Emerge. And my No Diet Babe Academy also goes into the psychology of eating and explains, you know, cognitive behavioral techniques for weight loss and all of that, healing your relationship to food. And yeah, so it's like tons and tons of content for such a fraction of the price that it's worth, you guys, like this is really, really, really good price. And I have gotten lots and lots of feedback of people saying how much they love the course, how much it's helping them. Um, So definitely you guys check that out because like I've been saying throughout this episode, it's not enough to have nutritional knowledge. It's not enough to have a plan and to say, I'm going to follow this plan and this will work. It's no matter what dieting plan you have in place, no matter who you hire to help you with your dieting plan, if you don't have the foundational work in place of your like subconscious mind, then then you're going to struggle to keep the weight off. And that's the most important part of weight loss is becoming the person who keeps the weight off. And that's what I teach you in my courses. Um, And of course, as usual, I am very much a mix of like manifestation, law of attraction, but I have a very scientific way of sometimes explaining it. But I definitely am like a spiritual woo-woo type of girl as well, but I'm also very sciencey. y So you're, if you resonate with that approach, you'll definitely love these courses. So head on over to nodietbabe.com slash bundle. Anyway, you guys, I will see you soon in the next episode. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to leave me an iTunes review. Don't forget to follow this podcast for more uplifting teachings to come. For more tips, inspiration and teachings, come follow me on Instagram at NoDietBabe or check out my website, NoDietBabe.com. Until I see you next time, babes, lots of love.